Yo, 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 it's X from What's Out Production, and we're here with a great guy, uh, Brian Thompson, <laughs> a great saxophone player. Uh, myself, I was a reed uh, instrument. I played the clarinet in high school, actually way, way more than just high school. I played it for like eight years, and I'm such a fan <laughs> of him, man. Uh, he does great covers, and he even, he even performs live, and he's more than just a cover, you know, artist. Uh, he's a pretty dope musician. Uh, how are you doing today, Brian? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm excited. I'm in my hometown for a little bit, so. So yeah. what brought you back home, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I've been in California since quarantine, you know, and since the whole coronavirus had occurred, and um, but um, and I haven't been able to perform. But surprisingly, today I have a performance in my uh, hometown. I'm sure. I'm curious to see how it's going to be. We're going to probably be spaced out. Um, but yeah, I have a performance in my hometown. So I said, let me take this opportunity to get some quick cash and visit the family, you know, and that's all I can do at this moment. Sounds exciting, though. I mean, uh, that is a crazy aspect that certain states aren't really open up yet and other states are opening up and then they're closing down again. So, I mean, who knows? But it's great to hear that you're able to perform once again, right? Yeah, well, they've been twinkles in time. So since the entire quarantine has happened, I've only done about, this will be my second time actually doing a performance performance. I'm not talking about little Zoom uh, performances or little right. drive-by events. You know, this is actually a performance where there's people uh, that will be coming. So it, it feels good, but I don't want to get into it too, get into it too quickly. Um, but um, yeah, they, they've been happening. They're rare, they're rare. Like I said, this is only my second show in the matter of four months. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you could dish out your socials now and then I'll ask you your first question. Uh, where should people, where can people keep up to date with you? Where can they find uh -huh. the music, et cetera? Yeah, well, uh, my artist name is B Thompson, which is just literally my name. Um, and um, all of my social media is B Thompson Music. The only one that's different is Twitter. It's B Thompson Music with an underscore. Okay. Um, but every, everything's pretty much the same. Okay, great. So uh, the first question, uh, how has the virus uh, interrupted your professional and personal plans for 2020? Well, um, as I stated before, um, on the business side of things and in my, in my plans, really, um, it's really kind of halted a lot of things because, you know, even you know, of course we can't perform because of large audiences and we can't really do things that require us to be around a lot of people. So as an entertainer, my entire job is based off of interacting with people and strangers. And that is right at this moment at a complete standstill. So I've been stripped of my ability to express my music live on stage uh, of the platform to do that right now. Um, this virus has taken a toll on finances. You know, you're not making a lot of money uh, the way you normally used to. Um, thank God for savings and fail safes that can give you some holding power for a while, but it is tough not being able to do what you normally do to survive. Um, and, you know, the, the whole music side of things and, the, and my plans, I planned on releasing an album this year. And I know we'll talk about the EP, but I was planning on that. The EP would have not happened had we not been on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Had we not been stuck in the house for four and five months and quasi somewhat still in the same situation, I would have had an album released at this time. Um, but, you know, the publishing companies did not have people in their offices um, and they were not able to review music for distribution, which took a long time for my EP to get out. And I said, if I'm going to do an album, 
we're, we want to do this right. So I, we're, my team and I said, we're just going to put it off to next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was specifically designed to be released this year. So that was ruined. A lot of artists are releasing music this year and some others are releasing music next year, depending on your weight in the industry and how much pull you have. Um, because you know people like Justin Bieber and although they can release music whenever they want but upcoming artists like myself we kind of have to be more strategic um so and then personally it's just it's a lot on you mentally when you're in the house and you're just confined to Netflix and your instruments and eating routine um within your studio apartment um it plays a toll on you you know because you're not being human, we're, we're active beings. We are meant to be out and socializing. We're social beings and we're supposed to be experiencing life and the planet we live in. And when that's not happening, you know, I always say the idle mind plays tricks on you. So I began to feel very worthless. I began to feel very useless. I said, I'm not an essential worker. I'm not making money. Am I really that important if I can just be told to stay home and, and you know, it's, you, you begin to create, I'm already an overthinker. So yeah. you begin to create in conjecture and create your own thoughts and come to your own conclusions that don't have any type of veracity or any type of truth to them. And, um, you know, my mental health was in check. I had to get counseling because I'm just being very vulnerable. Because yeah, yeah. it's tough. It's right. tough, no, you know. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I felt like the same way in all honesty. I mean, uh, not being an essential worker, I just got done graduating from college. I don't have a job yet, you know. Everyone's feeling that toll. So, I mean, please keep speaking, speak on it, because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are feeling the same way. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You just really feel like, well, what purpose do I serve? I'm not in a hospital helping people. I'm not, you know, in healthcare. I'm not doing anything that's, you know, whatever the whole, whatever the whole essential worker is thing, you know, you just don't feel like you're a part of that. And you start feeling, well, how am I contributing? You know, and uh, all of these are just lies that your mind plays on you. But it happens because when you're alone and you are confined in four walls for such a long time, mm-hmm. your brain is not being stimulated in other ways. Your brain is not being stimulated how it should be. So um, what are some things so, that you use to kind of just break through those mental barriers because I know I have them a lot and I was an athlete so we have a lot you know performers and athletes both have a lot of mental mm-hmm. barriers that they bring in how do you push through that how were you able to to get through that you talked about counseling so I mean you can speak on that any other ways yeah. that you get through it yeah well after I got out of my funk you know and I was just kind of after I got out of the pits you know I started reading a lot more started reading a lot of uh life application books, books like you're a badass or seven keys to success or, you know, books that will kind of feed your soul and feed your mind. I started, um, you know, working out. I started eating better cooking. You know, I started um, to do, to do things that were kind of a self care situation. I, I got more time to practice my instrument and get better at it. Um, and just keep my mind creative. You know, as a creative, if we keep our creativity stimulated, we will be okay. And because I didn't think of ways to keep my creativity stimulated outside of being on stage, I wasn't really doing it correctly. You know, I wasn't really figuring it out. So I said, you know what? I can sit here. I can write music. I can release music. I can practice. I can do other things. I can work out. I can cook. You know, just whatever the case might be to keep yourself going. And then, you know, 
um, I also reached out to some life coaches um, and uh, a life coach. I reached out to a life coach Mm -hmm. and, you know, and she really just kind of, we did weekly sessions every Thursday, just talking about things and just digging deep. I took this time. I had, I had said, um, while the world is on intermission, we should work on our intermission, you know? So I did a lot, I, I did a lot of that. So, and it helped me push through. And I'm at a point now where, you know, the, your confidence level has increased. It's like, you know what? I, I began to put it into perspective. I may not be an essential worker, but when all of these essential workers get done working, what do they want to do when they get home? They want to kick their feet up, listen to some music, watch a movie, exactly. put on some basketball. So as entertainers and creatives and people in the uh, media industry, we provide a sense of euphoria and peace for all of these essential workers when they're not working. So we are essential for the essential, if that makes sense. And I think, I think this, this uh, virus came at such a weird time, but I think it was kind of centering everybody to kind of really check themselves and really see like, what's really going on in your life? Like, you know what I'm saying? What, what is really important and what's really valuable? And I was going to touch on that. Uh, like you may have felt like you weren't essential, but you still have people who are out there, you know, they want to go, they want to listen to a cover, you know, they want to hear it. I heard your God bless America one. That was a great cover. You know what I'm saying? Like little like covers like that, like keep, keep people going in a way that you use social media. We'll get into that later. I mean, people are like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're ready for that. And a lot of times people need to realize that like, look, you may, you make an impact on people, even if you don't even know it. Cause a lot of times people are like, yeah, like, you know, I'm just doing me, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I, I just play, you know, I play the sax, you know, I, I make music, no big deal. But somebody, somebody, another part of the freaking country, another part of the world might be like, yo, what is B. Thompson up to? Like, I'm ready to make <laughs> music. So, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for this quarantine. It sucks that it, like, stopped everything, but I'm glad that you were able to, you know, break through those mental barriers, because just like you, I, I've had the same thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I felt the same way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm glad we, you know, I just have to, it, how we come out of this, the people who come out of this, you can either come out of this one of two ways. You can either come out of this defeated and sick and broken, or you can come out of this empowered, uh, emboldened. You can come out of this more um, secure in yourself because because you, we spend, we don't spend enough time with ourselves to get to know ourselves. And the more you know yourself, the better you can execute the tasks that you've been put on this earth to do. You have to know how you operate. I've got a chance to know how I think, what I like, what I don't like, what am I willing to put up with, what am I not willing to put up with? What, am I, what are my standards? What are my values? What are my morals? What are my, um, my, my, my truths? You know, mm-hmm. things that I, you know, I've, I've had a chance to kind of really develop, challenge, question myself. And, and, and change, change your philosophies. You get to really just dig deep into things because you have time. There is no such thing as I don't have time or I don't have the, you know, if you're not an essential worker, you have nothing but time. Right. It's whatever you make time to do. So, um, and I took this time to dive deep into myself and dive deep into um, my mental health, my spiritual health and my creativity, which resulted in my EP. That's <laughs> Uh, so question, a uh, quick question. Um, so how was it in LA? Cause I feel like LA is always so hectic, like everything's going on and then it just shuts down. Is that how it went or how, I don't know how that played out. How did it play out in that area? 
Well, Los Angeles is, of course, the second largest city in the country, right under New York. Um, but um, it hit hard in LA. It hit hard. We um, there's normally traffic all over the highways, and I remember driving on the 405 midday, three o'clock on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, just peak days, peak hours, and there's no traffic. People wow. were at home, you know. So the city. It was almost like a ghost town in, you know, late March or in April. It was just a ghost town. And, um, but, um, and it was scary to think like, wow, we are in, LA is one of those cities that in any disaster movie, it's always New York or Los Angeles getting tore up. Right. Look at the day after tomorrow or 2012 or all these disaster movies. It is New York or, or uh, LA. They are always getting tore up. And I'm like, and I began to think about it that way. I'm like, we're in a global pandemic and I'm in the second largest city in the country. And yeah, whatever's happening is gonna happen to us. Right, <laughs> Everybody right. is coming through and leaving LA and coming to international, whatever the case might be. Um, and you know, it, it, it going to standing in line at the grocery store. I never thought I'd have to stand in line at a grocery store. I'm right. like, I'm at Target and I just need to get some milk or get some this or get some that. And I have to wait in line. Yeah. I have to be six feet away from these people and this line is wrapped around. So it's just, it began to really shift how you see the world. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You know, and, and this is every day. Yeah. You know. Um, and then in comparison and, to you being in Indianapolis, I mean, is it night and, and day now? Or like, what? Well, Indiana at this moment is only one of, I haven't seen the update, any updated information. So, um, uh, don't quote my knowledge on this at this moment, but as of about a week ago, as I've been keeping up with the news, right. Indiana is was only one of two states that did not see a spike in their numbers. Mm. Um, That's good. Cal everywhere else, all the other 48 states were just, you know, the numbers are increasing. Um, but Indiana and some other state were the only two that didn't increase. So I, I can't really speak for the other ones, but since I've been here, um, everything's mostly open. The malls are open. Um, I'm not saying that it's necessarily safe because I don't believe that um, our country is opening up for safety. Right. I think it is for more economic reasons, right. which is already a polemical argument in and of itself. That, you know, they can go both ways. What's more important, having our economy or, or, or being safe? And it's like the chicken or the egg situation. Like if we don't have an economy without people. But if we have people in no economy, it doesn't really make sense. So. Exactly. Um, but I want, but um, it feels a little bit more lax here. I'm still keeping the same measurement of safety protocols as I would in LA mm -hmm. while I'm here. Okay. Because if I do plan on seeing family and I, if I do plan on hanging out with people who I know have been quarantining and being safe, um, I want to make sure I'm doing my part by wearing my mask and being clean, things like that. So it's just like, this is life. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre times, honestly. Without question. Uh, so you started uh, in Indianapolis, in Indiana, correct? How'd you get to yeah. start? Right here in this room, the very first video I ever posted that went viral, which was Mask Off, was done right in this room, sitting in this chair. Really? In, with the same background. This is where it all began back in April of 2017. I posted my first cover that went viral. And... Um, I find it nostalgic that we're doing this interview while I'm here because it just helps the whole aesthetic of my story. Right. But yeah, this is where it began, all in Indiana. 
And I remember that. Oh, man, because it, it went all over the place. Because Mask oh, yeah. one of the – I mean, granted, that Future must be a, a freaking – like, he must have known this is coming, I guess, uh, with the mask and everything. But, no, uh, Mask Off was such a huge song back in 2017, and I remember the cover. And, oh, man, it was all over Instagram. I mean, it was on every – like, even meme pages were, like, posting it. And it, I've never mm-hmm. seen, like, a meme page post a cover. And, yeah, I, I totally remember that. So uh, what happened after uh, that, like, after that cover? What happened after that? After that, I kind of fell into the responsibility of keeping all these thousands of people entertained. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, it came to being more covers and more covers and more covers. And I get about at least one or two viral videos every year. Mm-hmm. Some on Facebook, some on Twitter, some on Instagram. Instagram, you know, I, for some reason, every beginning of the year, I get a video go viral. Mm-hmm. You know, so like back in twenty, back in twenty eighteen, back in twenty eighteen, I did um, Chris Brown's Undecided. Mm-hmm. That went viral. He reposted that. Twenty nineteen, I forgot what I did in twenty nineteen. That had went viral, and then in twenty twenty. Um, I did the box. I think your uh, Lion King one went viral when the Lion King came out. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Don't quote me on that one. I, I have to go back and look. It might have went viral on a different platform. Um, every every be- I don't know why. Every beginning of the year, something goes viral. Uh, um, like in the first month. Um, Interesting. So the so the box went viral this year, which which boosted my following a whole lot so i'm appreciative for the fans and and the supporters because um with all of these people i now have access to an audience that i don't really i don't have to pay that much to reach a lot of people they're already in my circle so i count it a blessing it is a responsibility without a doubt oh can, can you go into that like how does it how does it feel to have that responsibility of like thousands of people like do people still request uh music like how does that work what goes on with that well there's you know it's a responsibility because even even for celebrities of millions and millions and millions of followers because social media is a platform that really allows us to connect with people who don't really know us they know our craft and things like that so it's a responsibility because you want these people to engage with you you want these people to buy your product and to and to flow with you and to uh be a part of your journey and support you so you have to keep them somewhat you do have to keep them happy but you also have to um feed them like with my followers i'm trying to i want to make sure i'm encouraging these half a million people every day i want to make sure that i'm i give them things to laugh about i'm going to give them you know share them share things that are important to me you know even with the whole black lives matter movement i'm making sure that i'm engaging my followers to speak up and for equality for all of us you know and to really make it so that we can all black white asian latino can live on this planet together it's that type of responsibility not just with giving them music keep them happy for yourself but i'm like i have a flock of people that i'm influencing that i need to make sure that i'm giving them um not only proper information but i'm giving them something that is going to feed them feed their spirit feed their minds so positivity love kindness laughter joy anything that i can do insight to information so that's the responsibility of it because everything i post 
not to say that they're all going to agree with it. Right. But it needs to be something that will challenge one's perspectives. To, and I want to make sure that if I am going to challenge people's perspective, that it makes sense. <laughs> right, right, right. So it, it is a responsibility because I want to make sure that these people understand who I am, what I believe, and why you support me. Uh, do you want to speak uh, any more about, you know, the Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, what's going on? Like, do you want to speak about that at all? Or if not, I mean, no big deal. I mean, I would be remiss not to. I don't have to go on a whole rant about it. But, you know, right. as a Black African-American, uh, I'm actually West Indian. My parents were, were born in Jamaica. Just and I was, born in, I was born in the United States. But still, I am a Black American. Um, and... I just think it's important because I, I, that's another responsibility for right. me to represent my people and to speak up for equality and to use my platform to do so. You know, any, any way or any opportunity I get to use my platform to uh, promote social justice, I will do that. You know, you can love me and my music, but you also have to love me. Right. You as also an have to, as an individual, you know, you have to, you know, most people don't listen to artists who they don't like personally. Right. We have to, we often listen to people who not only make good music or whatever, but they also have good character, you know? So I'm like, this is who I am. This is me as a, I'm in my black skin. I'm, I'm providing you this service. You would deny me. Right. If you did not stand for something like Black Lives Matter, you would deny every time you click a like on my videos if you did not like the Black Lives Matter. You would deny me every time you comment something, every time you share my video, you are denying me if you don't like Black Lives Matter because I am a Black man providing you this music. Right. So if you have enjoyed what I've been giving you for the past three years, then you need to understand why my life matters. Right. Not that your life doesn't matter, but you need to make sure and understand that my life matters as well. Exactly. And, that, and I think that's yeah. something that people just don't understand sometimes. When it, it, it gets way, I feel like people try to politicize it too much. It, it's kind of very simple. It's like, all we're saying is, look, like, our lives matter too. We're not saying, you know, nothing else but that. And mm -hmm. people, get, they get too riled up on all that. Well, think of it this way. All lives matter is the United States. Right. Black lives matter is a state. Exactly. You know, we're not we're not neglecting the United States. I'm in Indiana right now. Say Indiana is Black Lives Matter. Illinois is White Lives Matter. Florida is Latino Lives Matter. Or, or uh, you know, California's Indian Lives Matter. The United States is All Lives Matter. Right. Okay. We are all the lives. We are all up under this big country. Exactly. But state is an individual group of people. I'm just that matter. An analogy that matter. Yeah, I got you, I got you. How can we be the United States if only 49 states matter? We're not the United States if we have 49 states that matter because one doesn't matter currently, or <laughs> evidently. Right, so and you're preaching. So this is the United States. All 50 <laughs> need to matter. So that is my philosophy. That is what I try to get people to understand. And sometimes I will jump in the ring with people, but, we are, I also make points that we are past the point of schooling people on, you know, systemic racism and, and that the black life is in danger. We are past that. We are now on to reform right. and implementation. 
We are now tearing down statues, changing laws, putting things into place that prohibit the likelihood of a black man being killed, you know, you know, choke holds or excessive use of force. You know, right. I don't, I'm not going to get too deep all into that, but the thing is, that's where we're at now. If you're still on, if you're still on the white lives matter, all lives matter train, which no one is saying Train's that y'all don't matter. Right. You know, we've, you've already missed that stop. We are now on to other things. You stay on that. Y'all keep painting over murals and we're going to, we're going to go ahead and, 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 and beat down uh, legislation and change laws and, yeah, and really, reform really going, in law enforcement. Really going on and like, you know what I'm saying? Like really taking real action, not just like enough talk. It's time for action. I think we're starting to do that now. Absolutely. So, okay. That's where, so, we, are. That's where we are with that. Question. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you got your, a lot of your fan base off social media. Uh, why, what type of social media, uh, what are your social media strategies? I know there's a lot of growing businesses, a lot of growing artists and uh, every, you know, in every like uh, fraction. What advice would you give to them to just like use uh, social media to their advantage? As the years go on, I can answer this question better and better. And, um, and I'll start with the most important thing, which is probably the most superficial thing. And then we're going to get down to the more, um, the, the true things that are actually very, very, um, I think is about morale, you know. So the superficial thing is this. Uh, if you want to build your following, stay with what's trending. Stay with what's trending. If the box is trending, I'm going to put out something with the box. Right now, um, if you would get with trending, see how you can tie it in to your craft. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith right now is trending. TikTok right. stuff is trending. You know, stay with those trends. You know, when Missy Elliott and her go off challenge, or I can't remember what it's called, cool off challenge. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, you know, you want to stay with those trends. That's a great way to build your following is to stay with trends. That's the, that's one. I'm saying it's superficial because like, I have to. I mean, right. if you want to build a following, you kind of, have to that's what i did you know yeah. but i made it so i could enjoy it second thing professionalism take good pictures make sure you're posting your best content post good captions use your hashtags you know th these are things that are you know this is this is second tier. this is very you know good quality content you know make sure that it looks good make sure that it's clean make sure that it sounds good you know, that's the second way. The third, the third way, which is pretty much, so, when I'm saying morale, because it's, it's personal between you and what you believe, but um, you need to be consistent. You need to know that if you're going to do this, you need to be disciplined to not expect results overnight, but you have to do this every day. You have to be consistent in your ability to want to put out good content you have to be consistent in that desire you have to be consistent in that um execution you have to be consistent in your planning you know so consistency your image optics you know and uh trends trends optics consistency so we can call that toc <laughs> trends uh <-huh>. optics <laughs> consistency those are the biggest ways to build your following and i learned that in out of order. I learned it first by um, trends. Right. I, with trends. And then I was very consistent with it. Every trend, I would hop on it. 
And then recently I just started focusing on optics. Now I make sure that my content is good all the time. Right. Um, that everything sounds good, everything looks good. Um, so that's how it is. TLC, trends, optics, consistency. Great to hear that. Great to hear that. Uh, so let's speak on the importance of streaming and buying music for independent artists during this time. I mean, because you're not able to, uh, I mean, out of the out of these like last four months, it's going to be your second, uh, you know, live, you know, thing going on today, your live performance. Yeah. Uh, we got to speak on that because I don't think people understand that. Upcoming artists like myself who may get a few thousand streams. We don't make a dime. And I'm, I'm not saying we make a dime, we don't get paid at all, but we don't make anything. We don't make virtually anything to um, support ourselves financially. I, I did a whole post about it and I said, I've only made about $100 in the year from streaming because it takes about, I think, 250 or 300 streams somewhere between there for one, for a dollar. Okay. You know, so you really have to get, you know, hundreds of thousands of streams to get a few hundred dollars. And you really have to get millions or billions of streams to get tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, you know, really, if you get like, if you can get like 30, 50, 100, 200 million streams, you know, then you can really think about, okay, that's a good, it's a good chunk of change you can get paid. But if you're on the lower tier without, if you're independent, if you don't have, you know, that financial push to promote the, you know, the masses, it's just struggling. I don't even look at how much money I make from streaming. I just put out music so people who want to hear my original stuff can enjoy it. I don't do it for the money. If I was doing this for the money, I made the wrong career choice. Mm -hmm. You know, the money will come eventually, but right now I can't do it for the money. I have to be building. Um, so the more people stream my music, the more people that they, they share, the more playlists we get on, it helps. But um, I cannot rely on streams right now to um, support myself. There's no way in So let's speak on that. Where, where does the passion come from? I mean, so obviously right now you can't be doing it for money. So, so where, where's the passion within the music, you know? Yeah, the, the passion really comes from, uh, I have to say God, you know, God has been, he's, he gave me this gift, but um, my passion comes from results. You know, I love seeing the fruits of the labor. Um, I enjoy the process, but um, the passion, I get, so I'm, and it's kind of hard to talk about. Passion is something that's innate. It's just inside of you. Right. You know, ask me, where does the passion come from? Is asking you, well, what makes my heart beat? Right, exactly. It just does. Yeah. And I neither control when it stops or, or you know, I, it just does it on its own. You know, um, so the passion is just there. And I, it's my job to fuel it. So when and did I, you... When did you start? When did you, uh, who, who were your influences like on, on that? Nine, nine years old in this house right behind me had an old saxophone. I grew up listening to people like David Sanborn, Boney James, Kenny G, Dave Cos, all of the big, the big, big superstar saxophonists. Kirk Whalem, who was on his saxophone for Whitney Houston, he plays the sax solo in I Will Always Love You. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up to, um, I grew up to all those people and that shaped my sound that shaped my approach to music um and all of them are multi-platinum selling artists 
um, and Grammy Award winners. So, um, you know, that's where it began for me. You know, I study the greats, do what the greats do, get what the greats get. So I say, I look at who's doing what I want to do and achieve what I want to achieve. And I imitate that mm -hmm. my own way. Have you had the, uh, have you had the chance, the opportunity to uh, meet any of your, you know, the people that you looked up to? Almost all of them. Yeah. I haven't met yet. He was one of my favorite alto sax players. I've met Kenny G several times. We actually keep in contact. I got connected with Dave Cos. We met for the first time on a show and we kept in contact. He's awesome. I've met Boney James at a few, few jazz festivals and a few concerts. I've met him a couple of times. Very nice guy. Um, Kirk Whalem, I know Kirk. We've shared the stage together. Um, Kirk Whalem is amazing. And, you know, and all this happened within a couple of years. You know, Najee, I met him at the airport one time and he just, he was on his way to my hometown. I was coming from New York. He was coming from some other place and we were on the same flight to Indianapolis because he was doing a show that night. I had no idea. And he said, come on, do a show with me. You know, I walked up to him. I said, hey, you're Najee and whatever. And he's heard about me. So yeah, yeah a lot of shows that I grew up listening to, I've had a chance to connect with and know personally. I know them now. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, so I and counted I mean as a and you've, you've been able to work with them too. I mean, that's one thing, meeting them and, you know, I mean, keeping in touch is crazy, but being able to perform with them, I, I bet that's something crazy. Yeah, and even singers too, you know, I, I, I met a chance to connect with Toni Braxton. I, she texted me first and got my phone number and I shared the stage with her. You know, I hopped on stage with Faith Evans. I, did, I was part of a lineup that uh, Hollywood Unlocked had put on, and then I, I had my saxophone and said, y'all dare me to jump up there with her. I hopped up there with Faith Evans, she put the saxophone, she put the mic in the saxophone, and I put, you know, so that was cool. Um, Shanice, you know, who's the, um, she wrote, um, I don't know if she wrote it, uh, but she was, um, her song, I Love Your Smile, which Chris Brown did Undecided to the remake, right. <laughs> kind of. Um, and so many different artists, Michelle um yeah that is so dope that is so dope um so out of all of your experiences what, what's been your favorite can you pick tony, one or no tony braxton i grew up on tony i always loved tony i never thought that i'd be on stage with her i've never thought that i'd be an associate of hers i never thought that i could text her and just chat with her and be so um you know she's so loving and so friendly so kind so down to earth and humble as successful as she is um I texted her yesterday just to check up on her, see how she was doing. Um, she's incredible. So that had to be my favorite experience. Oh, while I was with her, I met Babyface, who I also know. He knows me as well. Oh. Um, we haven't worked together yet, but I'm praying we do. He's awesome. He's right from my hometown, too. So Babyface, um, I think, um, what's the guy from uh, uh, Blackish? Uh, um, Anthony Anderson? Anthony Anderson. Met him. Yeah, Anthony wow. Anderson. Ran into him, ran into. Uh, um uh he sings my 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 johnny gill he was there yeah. um so many famous so many famous people were there um, weirdly enough i always whenever i meet a famous person i always meet him at the airport and it's usually like early in the morning it's so I, weird I, I, airport <laughs> um so What's the creative pro? What was the creative process in uh, your new EP, Isolated Sessions? I mean, obviously it happened during quarantine. You want to speak mm -hmm. on that a bit? So, Isolated Sessions is literally just me, my keyboard, and a saxophone. Me, my keyboard, a saxophone, a laptop. Dope. All I did, all the sounds were from my keyboard, and it was just. And I said, I want to just 
you know, I, st I wrote one song, then I wrote two, then I wrote three, then I said, I might as well just make an EP, so I wrote three more. You know, I'm playing everything, all of the instruments you hear are me playing, there's no loops, there are no, um, there are no samples, I created everything from scratch, I, I, I just produced and created the whole album, and I was like, you know, like, if you, I don't have access to people right now, I can't really be around people, and I want to put out music this year, I said, I can't let this stop me, so I had to dig deep and pull out some gifts that I'm normally insecure about, right. you know, I'm orthodox producer i don't produce with trends i kind of produce how i like to produce i'm a very very david foster walter afanasi of keith thomas type of producer okay and uh those three producers have produced have pr produced all of the hits that you listen to today i mean no i say all of them i'm thinking like hits like my heart will go on yeah um i will always love you i have nothing by whitney houston these songs were produced by these great producers um um and i kind of have that i kind of produce like that and i said well you know i'm gonna put this into my ep and it just began that way each 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 couple weeks i would finish a song and work on it six seven hours a day um just writing and creating and it was fun and when i finally finished it you know it's not it wasn't designed to be some immaculate expensive project i said this is just me and my keyboard at home my cheap project i'll even share with you now that and i won't tell you what i won't tell you but um in some of the songs you can even hear my smoke detector really going off because yeah, yeah, yeah. i my smoke detector was going bad and they wouldn't come in and fix it so i had to record um the album with the smoke detector beeping and Every now and then, I, no one else might be able to notice, but I know it's in there. Without a doubt. Without, you know, and I'm like, but I didn't care because I said, this wasn't designed to be a uh, perfect project. It wasn't designed to be a crystal cut project. This was designed to be a raw, unedited, un, you know, just kind of real earthy, just me at home chilling. How recording. life really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally like, understand that. This, this is what I have to offer. This is me, what I have in my, my bed. I didn't pay for mastering. I didn't pay for mixing. I mixed it. I mastered it to the best of my ability. I, you know, used what photos I had for the cover. And I said, you know, this is just a zero dollar and zero cent project. And it should be looked at as such. But why would I release something like that? Because it is me in my most natural and pure state. And And that's one thing to be said. I feel like a lot of the times... Uh, people who like are creatives, they're they're so inept on like, oh, I made this mistake, I made this error, oh, I need to make sure it looks like this, I need to make sure it looks like this. Like sometimes you gotta just say like, look, accept me for like who I am as my artist. The purpose of that project, you know, the, yeah. the the album will be a little bit more strict and and less um, open to just whatever. Right, I'll be more. This specific project, Isolated Sessions, was about me at home on lockdown with this is all the resources I have to produce music. Right. And that's what. And I think that I think that can like resonate with other people, just like not, even people who aren't artists or aren't creative. They're just like, I, I actually re uh, respect the authenticity. Um, that's one big thing that I, I'm a big, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big advocate for is just authenticity. And 
from what it sounds like, uh, Isolated Sessions is very authentic. So that's really dope. I appreciate you. I, I, I want it to be authentic. Um, I don't want to hold you up. Uh, if you want to say any last words, I mean. Um, but um, what I'll say is that, you know, I just want to encourage people. I want to people to listen. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, don't be influenced. Don't be uh, swayed by lack of results. You know, progress is something that is hard to always measure. You know, sometimes we don't know how much progress we've made until we actually take a step back and look where we've come from. Um, but don't be discouraged. You know, I want people to be really, especially creatives during this time, we really need a lot of mental attention because um, we, we, we rely heavily on our, our, our being and our, our essence of soul and self to do what we do. We don't just pick up our music and play. We don't just, we don't just do what we do casually. This is our lives. This is our love. This is our passion. I am taking an intangible emotion and making it audible. You know, that takes a lot of power and a lot of, um, mental energy to do that and when that gets locked up inside of you and it has nowhere to go you become very down it's like i'm just locked up in here like this so i want to encourage people just to keep going do not give up it's cliche to say these things and you know i feel like they're just bromides you know you're good you're fine whatever but no it's really meaningful do it because your moment will come sooner than you think. We don't know how close we are to our moment. That's why you can't afford to stop. Right. Brian, thank you for a very authentic talk. Uh, everybody. You, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. You've always been a supporter of what's out. You know, we're a small production company, a bunch of college kids, uh, but we are going to, we're going to start making more content very soon. We really yeah. appreciate you, man. For sure. And, and like, send me the link to this and I'll, I'll share it. I'm, I hopefully some people can grow from this and, and grab some good information, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Well, you can follow him at uh, B Thompson music on Instagram. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's all I got to say. <laughs>